Welcome back to yet another episode of A Taste of Meaning. We are still in season two and we are, you know, building our way towards our season two finale. But while we're getting there, we're joined by a very special guest. He's a good friend, Charlie, and they met through a book club. And I know I don't know to read. So this is going to be <laughs> kind of exciting. Uh, guys, let's introduce ourselves to Houston. Um, yeah, man. What up, what up? Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me. Uh, I'm excited to, you know, discuss some food and what matters in my life for sure. Um, I think this is a great time. This is a great thing. And book club thing, that was awesome. It was great, actually. Charlie, we've met kind of a little bit before, but like uh, um, through the book club has been really dope. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to be here. Yeah, Thank you yeah. for having me. Appreciate having you, man. I, I think, you know, with the book club, you know, just to kind of even start with that, like it's been like I, I introduced to it because I think y'all like had a couple books before that y'all read um, as a group. Yeah. And then once um, Darren, he brought me on, I was like, oh, this is really dope. And I was telling the group that joining this book club has been really transformational for me just because one, it actually commits me to actually read because I don't do that. <laughs> but Dang. then two, it, it's cool to just sort of have a time where, I could be able to talk to folks about something on a deeper level. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like I don't get that very, very often. And, you know, you know, apart from bringing on guests for the podcast, but also just being able to dedicate time to actually grow in learning something and bring it to a deeper level, talking with people about it. So that's been cool. Yeah. Same. I, I totally agree with you from that perspective. I think that's kind of, I think something that, I've kind of seen it happening a lot within like my friend group and stuff like that. Like damn near anything that we do in regards to stuff like that, it kind of always ends up in those types of like deep conversations and stuff like that. And like, I've had even people say like the, the book club is kind of like therapy for them. And especially like those last couple, but yeah, having a space where people can come and just really talk about kind of whatever sometimes like focus, try to be made on the book, but getting to know people, different things. And then coolest thing for me is for us to be able to have and share our different perspectives especially like judgment free. I think that's really dope to have a space, safe spot to where like people can come and be genuinely authentically themselves and have uh, opinions that differ from others and different things like that with, with no judgment. And that's fun. And it's just interesting to see how we could all be reading the exact same thing and all come to different types of uh, conclusions about what it is that we read or how we interpret the text. And different things. I think that's the fascinating part about um, being in book clubs for me. And I think that's kind of like, what helps me motivate to what motivates me to stay on track with the readings and different things like that because i'm like you i'm not a reader by any stretch of the imagination like i find it crazy fun fact i didn't read my first book cover to cover until after i got my bachelor's degree which is wild to me and i think that says a lot about our educational system but that's another you know you take that <laughs> up for um but yeah this this club has been great and uh it's been it's been real helpful my yeah. journey for sure yeah cool well, definitely. Um, I know we kind of just jumped into that part, but love to just sort of kick it off with getting to know you a little bit more and have our audience yeah. get to know you. So, yeah, can you share a little bit more about, you know, just who you are and, you know, any identities, you know, about your profession or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my name is Susan Haynes. I am uh, from Palmdale, California. Uh, I live in Inglewood currently, went to school at Colorado State. I uh, graduated from there and moved back here to Inglewood because I don't know. It's just something about California. I love her. Can't get away from her. Uh, she's great. But yeah, but I'm, uh, I would say me, uh, I, I'm a family man, a big man of faith. Um, very, very, very black 
becoming more and more unapologetically black every day. Um, part of the reason why I kind of started doing my own thing and left the uh, um, kind of the corporate world at the time. And uh, I like to say, yeah, I'm, I'm one who um, enjoys thinking, uh, a bit of an idealist, and I love hearing other people's thoughts and, and just hearing different perspectives and ideas from other people. It's always been something that um, I've enjoyed doing. So it's a little bit about me, I guess. Uh, I do train. I'm a personal trainer. That's my profession uh, currently, which has been really fun. Um, I started, um, well, how I got into personal training. I've, I've always been kind of one that's been like a, a coach. I've been interested in like helping people develop and stuff like that all those since high school. Um, and then um you know getting out of high school or getting out of college and stuff like that as being a former athlete i've always known and enjoyed helping people um and with the skill set i had i figured i'd start training um and while i was working so out of high out of college i got a corporate job at bird the electric scooter company hmm. uh when i was first starting out we had, i was actually part of like the original um i think i was in the original 300, three to 500 hires or something there. So, um, which was dope. Um, and that company blew up. It was uh, great being there for sure. Um, and it was actually really interesting because it was just an environment where like, it was a bunch of young creative people like being able to explore different ideas and stuff like that and solve different problems on a regular basis, which is really dope, very challenging uh, at first, which was fun. Uh, and then after that, I left, um, bird and went to this company called um cloud kitchens it's a um it's a company that basically does delivery only restaurants and warehouses it's actually a really dope idea it's, uh travis kalanick is the former um or is the uh um ceo of the company travis kalanick he's the former uh founder of uber um oh okay that's why yeah. i sound familiar yeah and so he's doing that thing now which is and that was really their concept and everything especially even with the pandemic happening they're probably booming right now but um i saw that to say um working these jobs stuff like that i was i was living a very comfortable uh lifestyle i was starting out out of school making good money um at the time in the corporate world especially what i was doing but I just felt like every single day I was there in those places. And I learned a lot from them. the experiences were great, but just for me personally, I just wasn't living to my purpose. Like I said, I'm a man of faith. Uh, and this um, church called Transformation Church, uh, Pastor Michael Todd, he had a series called Crazy Faith. And basically I was listening to that over my last year at uh, Cloud Kitchens and every single service that sermon that they had, like, it was just like God speaking to me, telling me like, bro, I'm not, telling you to do this like yeah you're comfortable you're in you you look like you're living a good life but like you're not really doing anything that you want to be doing and you're not really um satisfied with what it is that the work that you're doing and anything like that so um and basically crazy faith talks about like you know as christians we claim to have this faith and belief in the system but a lot of times we don't live a life that reflects that and in, in this particular setting uh for me at the time, it was taking risks. Like I always seemed like I was one who was doing stuff uh, off the whim and living kind of wild stuff like that. But I never really put myself in a position to where um, I had to actually trust God. And so this is uh, 
so last year, right before the pandemic started in 2000 or in February of 2020, um, I left my corporate job. And initially I figured I was gonna go right into the private sector of training. Um, but I let my brothers and stuff talk me into going to Equinox just cause the situation seemed too good to pass up. And I went two weeks later, the pandemic happened and then boom, I got yep. let go. And uh, to me, it was kind of a blessing in the, in the skies. Uh, I don't ever wanna discredit like that. 2020 was a terrible year for a lot of people. Um, however, for me, it was it had its ups and downs for sure, but I was able to learn a lot and and grow a little bit more of my faith uh for sure and with that birth uh the fam which is my fitness um brand we're the hands advantage fitness and motivation uh we're a family of trainers breaking generational curses through generational fitness um that came about because i'm one of seven um me and my twin are the youngest two of seven kids from my mom and dad and we've all kind of been on our own journeys doing our thing we're very close tight-knit family um, and in regards to fitness, we've all kind of been doing our own thing. And so I created the fam to kind of show people like it really started with my mom's story. She was she got let go during the pandemic from her job or before the pandemic. And she was too. Too. 20, I think, or something around there. Now she's comfortably sitting around like 170 something. Um, she lost. Nice. Yeah, a considerable amount of weight. She's 60 uh 62 years old right now uh just lost in the best shape that she's been probably over a decade in her life over a few decades to be honest in her life and it's just been so inspiring so being able to share that but ours is just really about promoting like healthy lifestyle choices um and kind of just uh inspiring people so our big things like what's our why what's your why and so our big thing is trying to find that in people help people discover their why which will lead them to start their um fitness journey so that's how i became a trainer nice yeah so he said i mean i think that's an awesome you know uh thing that you brought up with your mom and and sort of her you know uh, development that she's been going on. And I mean, what, what if you started to notice just like with, you know, yourself helping with like training others and, and motivation part of it as well? Like what, what has been sort of the main factor or factors that really have helped people to kind of overcome maybe some of those big challenges that they they've had with either weight or just their, um, their focus on their, their, their own development? I think, um, there's a few things. I think the number one thing is first finding out like the real reason why it is that we're doing whatever it is that we're doing. So of course, so on the surface level, we're going to say, you know, I want abs. I want, um, you know, ladies all the time. I want a bigger butt. I want a nicer shape to my body. I want to lose my gut and different things like that. Um, but you know, when you, when you really get to know these people, you start to look at like the why, and it's usually, and for the most part, especially if they're doing something that's really challenging. And this is, outside of the realm of fitness, uh, usually the ones that I find who tend to have more success, their why is typically outside of themselves or it's better bettering themselves. And typically that also ends up being outside themselves as well, being like they're bettering themselves. Uh, a lot of times, even my older clients I get, you know, I want to then also be around to actually enjoy life with um, my grandkids, great grandkids, whatever the fact it may be. And it's just, I think, um, you know, when when people have a strong enough why, when things get challenging and stuff like that, we can bring that up 
and reinforce them of their why so that way they can overcome the different struggles and challenges that they're having. And then I think another thing too that I've noticed just being a trainer with my clientele, you're for, um, for us a lot of the time and that confidence boost, because a lot of the time it's just the condition that we're in, we're not really healthy. Um, we also lack confidence uh, and that's kind of just a natural thing they're gonna go ahead and head. But when you see people push past these different barriers, their confidence gets, confidence uh, begins to rise, create um, a better image of themselves within themselves. And I see it start to take form in the training classes that I take with these people. And like, sometimes I can even see it before they even start to recognize it or verbalize it to me um and so that's that's always great to see Mm, okay okay so it really kind of stems from sort of what their you know core purpose is and that sometimes you know that starts to drive a little bit more of the 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 fitness aspect and just sort of the Mm -hmm. overall health and betterment yes absolutely got it got it okay and then what was what was special for you in terms of creating something like this um you know that is you know created from you know the of course the pandemic being sort of like a you know a, a bright light in a, in a sense for you but also like what, what was special for you about just creating this um well one is the fact that i i did it uh yeah <laughs> because um like i said earlier I've, I've always wanted to to kind of look like i'm um going on a whim but more more than likely i typically tend to have backup plans or i tend to um you know, not go all the way in. And this is my first time doing something where I'm um, all the way in it. And that is typically a little scary. But once I was able to kind of rid myself of the idea of security, um, I've been able to challenge myself uh, in a lot of different ways, especially doing things um, on my own uh, and kind of like setting my own terms and and starting this whole entrepreneurship journey that I've started. So um, the special thing for me, I guess in short, is one that I did it, but then two, it's been really um, special for me to to kind of shift my perspective about different ideas that I've had uh, in the past and kind of watching my self-transformation and me grow as I'm going throughout this journey. That makes Nice. What I really love about what you're doing is that like you're really bringing this information to light and you're educating others and like what they can really do because I know from my fitness and like lifestyle journey it's always Mm -hmm. a combination of like oh what I find on Google or what I find on YouTube and a lot of it's always just like up in Mm -hmm. the air or like or if someone's like on TikTok or IG Reels, like, oh, do you want abs? This is the three exercises you got to do right now to get abs, <laughs> right? It's always like that kind of clickbait stuff right. when in reality, it right. does really start with your diet and your lifestyle. And mm-hmm. like, for me, I don't start listening until I hear it from someone that I trust, you know, like that word mm-hmm. of mouth really mm-hmm. means a lot to me. Yeah, so like like what you're doing is like, it sounds amazing. I really like love that you're like taking that leap to make sure that you're educating people in the right way. Absolutely. Thank you. And I, I, I appreciate that. And um, kind of what you said, that's that's largely, you know, what it is that we do. Our job is to kind of take away that um, that that mental barrier from our clients in regards to 
having another thing to think about in regards to a working out and I don't have a trainer. First of all, I tell people this all the time. If you're thinking about getting into fitness, find a trainer, find a good trainer first before you start doing things on your own, just mm-hmm. because uh, if they're any type of a good trainer, they're going to teach you the basics of form and putting you in positions to where you can uh, like uh, for me, example, um, I um, have group sessions that I do from time to time. And so that Houston that you're getting that group session is that's kind of like I'm running a boot camp, right? I'm trying to kill these people. We're trying to have a really good workout, whatever, whatever. But that's totally different from me as a trainer. My job as a trainer is uh, to meet you where you're at. And that's where kind of like everything I do, kind of my faith comes in, in hand. And so me as a Christian, like if I'm trying to help someone out, it's not my job to beat them over the head with the things that they're doing bad or whatever try to make them feel bad no it's to meet them where they're with their where they're at help them coach them be there for them at the end of the day and kind of guide them into a life that wanting to live same thing i do as a trainer so i'm not gonna sit here and ask you to do 30 push-ups when you can't do one my job is to first get you to do a proper push-up and then once you can do that push you into being able to do more um and when when I'm doing my job properly, I, I can see the trickle down effect in other people's lives. Cause lots of people are looking for, um, you know, looking for that uh, consistency and that guidance. And that's one way I can help them uh, with their life through their, through their fit journey, which like I said, ends up into uh, other areas. Yeah. And I think that's a great point of what you said. Like you're not going to have people do 30 push-ups right off the bat until they can properly do one correctly it's like with school right mm-hmm. you're not going to have someone do calculus until they can do two plus two right obviously right. like there's there's reasons why these are stages and you work your way to get there because you need to understand the basics so you can um reutilize what you learn into like that more advanced stuff absolutely yeah so this is great like great analogies um <laughs> yeah so to move over to the next subject we, we know that you know with a taste of meaning we love talking about our food and when you came on today before we started you mentioned to us that the two foods that have the most meaning to you are tacos and wings you want to go more into why those mean a lot to you yeah for sure um for me tacos uh, um and I didn't really think about it until you guys asked me the question and I had a chance to sit down and think about it, but I've always loved tacos. Just, I, I feel like they are like the most, it has like damn near all the food groups and you have it wrapped up in a nice little tortilla and you could just eat it. Like you don't need anything else. I can eat tacos literally all day, every day. Um, and it's such variety. You can do so much with them. They're just, they're like the ultimate meal. Um, but at the same time, I do think it's a little bit of it's a it's a little bit of comfort food for me. So like my second choice right up there would be typically I'll say tacos and like soul food and then wings. Um, but uh, it, it just reminds me, like I said, um, or like I said, I didn't say this, but growing up before our football games Friday nights, I remember we would frequently eat uh, tacos before those games and I just used to love it. And I don't even think my parents did that as kind of like a pregame ritual or anything like that, but it was just kind of a, a thing of habit. Um, and I've, I've always been a fan. So that kind of just reminds me of uh, growing up at the house, you know, me and my twin were the youngest in that house. And, you know, we typically would eat our dinners uh, 
uh, at the same time as a family. So that kind of just allowed me to take a break and kind of enjoy that a little bit. Wings um, are meaningful to me just because wings are amazing. Uh, <laughs> quick question for both of you, actually, now that we're here. Drums or flats? Ooh. Shit. Oh. Shit. <laughs> hmm. Do we have to pick? Do we have to pick? You have to pick. You have to. This is what it is. I'm non-judgmental, but I am judging on this. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that as a little kid, I always went for the drums, but now as an adult, I do value the flats more. I actually sure. am the same. Um, mainly because like I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting more for what I want. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Was that the right yeah, answer? I'm right there with y'all. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a flats guy. I'm a flats guy through and through. Um, one, you know, with the flats, you kind of got to work that little bone off there if you're eating it right, you know, and, and get to it. So it makes you really appreciate the food more because you had to work a little extra. It's just, it's more flavorful. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of flats. If you guys would have said drums, I would have been totally disgusted. I would probably would have walked off. <laughs> yep, no, that, that's totally this fair. This is a podcast. <laughs> okay, so no, let, me ask, let me ask a follow-up to that. What, what's okay. our sort of like flavor of choice? Okay, so with that, I am a, if we're just talking like regular wings here, I am a wing stop over above. Fair. And my go-to is uh, lemon pepper easy like that's lemon pepper and some ranch you really can't beat Oof. that but then they have uh what is it they have their uh it's like a spicy korean uh, oh yeah i know you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah from uh when you stop those are fire louisiana dry rub of course original hot and then their hickory barbecue is pretty good too um so yeah uh that's my go-to i always get so when i go to when you stop sidebar I don't know if you guys know this, but there is a um, wing shortage. Or I don't know if it's still going on, but through DoorDash, if you order wing stop, you can do thigh stop and you can get thighs. They're lemon pepper thighs. Chef's kiss. It's amazing. Fire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm a fan of that. I'm a drumming or bone in type of guy. I don't like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, chicken bites or nuggets whatever you get like you just well, you don't like the chicken, chicken nuggets and i'm not even a big you don't like not the chicken, chicken nuggets, nuggets. <laughs> what's the boneless chicken uh, wings i'm not a fan of those chicken nuggets depending on where we're getting them from solid <laughs> yeah what's I'm, your guys' uh, favorite flavors i'm in agreement with all of that um i'm actually not a big fan of like the like the traditional like buffalo um like my wife mm-hmm. loves that and mm-hmm. and I, I i'm not a fan of it just um it, it's just the spiciness level it may be a little bit too much for me and i actually like a lot of the more dry rubs uh so i've, I've you know Same. i love the lemon pepper Same. love the chipotle louisiana all that um my only i guess add-on or alteration i would have with that would be instead of ranch i always go with blue cheese Ooh, um yeah I'm, I'm a huge blue cheese uh, dressing <laughs> fan um and then yeah just a shit ton of carrots and, and celeries and i'm good that's solid that's solid mine's the blue cheese though i don't know <laughs> do <it>. that's crazy <laughs> especially with wing stuff too their ranch is like their ranch is so good i would order the large like bowls of ranch time we do it just so we can have extra ranch yeah you, you can have ranch for Literally something else anything. exactly 
absolutely. They flip, flip blue cheese. I'm not that adult yet. Can't, <laughs> can't get with it, but you know, to each his own. Yeah, Spare. yeah. <laughs> Any alterations you would have, Martin? Um, I'm pretty simple. I like the the Korean one. The spicy Korean rub is really good. Um, mm. You know, I'm more the hotter the better until it's not good anymore. Because there's a mm. there's a limit where you can get spicy, but it's just not tasty. Right. You know what I mean? And like I've had the that. I've had the atomic ones before, and like they just don't taste good. Let alone besides right. the fact that there's like they are spicy, but like they just don't taste good. It's just not worth it. Like it's because you get like an order of like twelve or whatever, right? You're spending all this money to get wings you're not even gonna eat because they just don't taste good. So yeah, that's me. I'm the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I'm the exact same way. <laughs> No, wait, while we're talking about like different flavors. Are you guys fans of tacos? Yeah, I was gonna talk oh, about that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say, what's your go-to taco like order, like your pick of meat? Um depends on where I'm at, but for the most part, I keep it safe. I go sada. We do sada, onion, cilantros. I do ask for cheese on my tacos. Yes, I've been cheese on my tacos since I was a kid. I know everybody doesn't do it, but it's fire. Put a little bit of lemon, uh squeeze on there and some uh green some salsa verde mm-hmm. and we're chilling solid now if i'm at leo's tacos though then i only get the pastor and they typically they have it on the uh what are those things what's like the greek food when they slice the meat off the uh there's a name for that i i, I know is. exactly what you're talking about <laughs> i don't know but, what the name of it is yeah but Leo's tacos have those for their pork tacos. I don't put pineapple on it. Uh, I don't mix. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I'm not a pineapple on pizza guy. Oh, a, shit. Oh, you about to. <laughs> oh, here we go. You opened up a oh, door, yeah. dude. <laughs> but hear me, hear me out, though. Hear me out. First of all, on this podcast, I'm going to ask if you can be terminated after this uh, <laughs> this thing, but now nah, we'll speak to the producers, talk about that, whatever. But Pineapples and pizza. They're two perfect things. There's no need to add to perfection. Like, I'm such a pineapple fan that I wouldn't disrespect, you know? They're just so great by themselves. Why would we, why do we need to add them together? I, I make the counter argument. The fact that they are great by themselves. Why not put them together <laughs> and make something even also amazing? You know... <laughs> It's the terms you can't fix what ain't broken. You but- know, we need to add on to a good thing. Like these things are are perfectly fine when they're together. It just doesn't. It gives me a headache. I'm just gonna it gives be- you a headache. Okay, that's different. <laughs> we think it is. I understand the whole sweet and salty thing, but that ain't it, Pop. It's just not. It's not it. I would never be get behind pineapple on pizza, but. I said to say I also don't put pineapple on my pork tacos, um, mm-hmm. but I will. I will, what was that last? No, a few years ago I tried grilled pineapple for the first time. That was actually fire. It is. It's so good. It is delicious. I didn't think that was probably the one thing for me that made a pineapple taste better was grilling it. Mm-hmm. I thought I would always hate it, but it was fire. Um, with the with with the pastor tacos, we do cheese. We get the the guacamole green sauce so not the not actual guacamole mm-hmm. but you know the uh yeah, yeah. Like the avocado salsa um that with some with some red hot sauce and some chi- um 
some onion, cilantro, some limes. Turn that up all day, every day. I like to think of myself as a little bit of a taco connoisseur. <laughs> I can hear that. Yeah, I can definitely hear that. <laughs> what about y'all? What are y'all's uh, um, tacos of choice? Martin, go for it. I go first. Um, it's always um, pollo asado or pastor for me, so chicken or pork, always for me. Um, you know, like I'm Mexican, so I've always grew up just eating carne asada, but like for me, I just got always tired of it because my mm. parents never made chicken or, mm. or pastor at home. So I was kind of like, when I go get tacos, wow. kind of like, why do I want to? Why do I want to get the thing I always have at home? Let's get something different, right? So, uh, yeah, it would always be like a chicken taco with pico de gallo, so like the tomatoes, the onions, the cilantro, um, red salsa for me. I'm more of a red guy than a green guy. Definitely lemon for Even sure. Even enchiladas. Yeah, enchiladas also red, always red. Same with the oh. chilaquillas, always red. Like I don't know, I just That's always like the red one more. Take. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But even though I think the green one is spicier, but the red mm -hmm. one just like it just it feels good to me. You know, I just always had more of a pleasant experience with red salsa than I had with green. I think green ones I've had a bad experience mm -hmm. before, like growing up. So I was always like, mm -hmm. no. And it was just me as a kid not liking green veggies, so I always went red. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you know, we got some association it's, there. It's all subconscious, you know, like it just comes back. But yeah, definitely that um, pastor. I have had it with pineapple. I will say not my preference. I prefer it without it because I get to, you know, enjoy the meat more. I don't want mm -hmm. that. Like, I don't necessarily need the sweet taste in it because for me, tacos are very just like meat and right. spice. That's mm -hmm. all I want. I just want the mm -hmm. spicy hit from the salsa. Yeah. And if the, you know, I know pasta is naturally more spicy. So just enjoying that hit plus the meat just makes me good. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, for me, not not too much different from from you, Houston. I I, I love um, carne asada. Um, I uh, I also grew up eating a lot of fish tacos, actually, and so um, fish tacos hit. Yeah, they do, they do. Um, so I mean, I, I enjoyed that, but I, I think yeah. as as I'm growing, you know, just more exposure to other types of tacos. Like I I started liking uh, al pastor as well, and then this year, like just talking to Martin, talking to our past guest before uh, Paola. I'm really, I want to venture more out in like different places I go to and try like more like birria tacos um, mm. with the sauce and then also um, potato tacos. Like, I've had those before. Pretty uh, good yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I think it's just sort of a different taste to it. Like, I want to add that with every like taco order now that I go to and like not just carne asada, but let me order the other ones as well on top of it if I can have access. <laughs> Right. That's uh, anytime I go to a new taco spot, I do the the triple threat. So I get uh, on a salsa, a chicken, and a. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Then I see which ones I like, and then I'm more than likely gonna get more of whichever ones that I like for sure. But I gotta give those three a try before I go all the time, unless somebody tells me otherwise, then I won't do it. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> I think and one of the one of the other things I I always try to like gauge taco places as well is like the um you know how like some places like they'll give you the carrots with the jalapenos mm -hmm. yeah like i love getting those um just like that if they their carrots are like super crunchy and it has like the nice spice to it and it has like um the acidity like it just pairs so well with each every taco i get that's fair i i don't typically get that but i I might have to try that out next time I go get some tacos for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, uh. it has a good crunch and the, the you know, great spicy taste. It's awesome. Nice. <laughs> see, see, the big question is, 
Have we really had a an awful taco? Like one that's just like outright disgusting. I unfortunately can say yes to that. Oh um, yeah, no, I have to. I know. It was it was awful. Thankfully, I was by myself. I didn't bring anybody with me <laughs> because I would have been just in arms. Um, but yeah, there was these dollar tacos. So I'm a I'm a um, I like to get my tacos from taco stands. I typically don't like to get tacos to restaurants because I just feel like a lot of people um, do try to like overdo Mexican food. Mm-hmm. at restaurants unless it's like a family owned or like a hole in the wall spot yeah um they're, they're talking either overpriced or they're just doing too much and it's like bro this is the simplest thing you can do it's very hard to mess it up um but i would have been once betrayed by the stand guys once i went to this place it was a dollar taco so i'm like i'm, I'm not expecting much because i'm like this taco is only a dollar prices have gone up they're not a dollar no more this is like this year um and so i go it's taco. It looks good. The presentation is nice. Like, you know, cheese melting a little bit. Um, everything looks like it's like cooked decently. And then I bit into it and there was just literally no flavor at all. Outside of that experience, going to taco stands, I've never really been disappointed. Yeah. Love it. Fair I feel like for me, like <laughs> I, I had what I felt like was, could, could be potentially even worse. Like just going to more, like a like a restaurant type of vibe to it like i mean it wasn't like a like a fancy restaurant or anything like that but like you know the tacos mm-hmm. were probably like three oh. three bucks or something like that and like and then i bite into it i'm like this is flavorless this, this oh. is just sad like I, I spent three times the oh. amount that you did you did and i'm like oh man i would have been i would have been livid yeah i would have because there's to me there's nothing worse than spending money on trash food like i can forgive a lot of things but that's just like oh. the only saving grace from the tacos that I had where they were a dollar. So I, I lost five bucks. Like I'm upset, but it's like, if I would have lost $3 of tacos worth, which by the way, that's always an indicator for me that these tacos are either going to be really good or they're going to be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like $3 is overpaying for a taco, but that's yeah. just me. Wait, can we talk about what you just said about like the overprice about food and stuff? Because I've I've come to this yes, I've yes. come to this like realization recently. We got I'm a bit younger than you guys, so mm-hmm. like I've learned in my time in LA. I've been here for around two-ish years. That these bougiest restaurants, and you know the ones I'm talking about, like <laughs> absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to say it, but you know what I'm saying. These mm-hmm. restaurants that, like you said, they try to do too much or they focus on the wrong things and mm-hmm. they overprice their food. And, and it, the presentation is amazing because that's what they focus on. And then once you start eating, it's just like, was this really worth the fifty dollars I spent? And it and it don't be. It don't, mm-hmm. and it isn't right. And so like nine out of ten. And then you realize that the other foods that we're so used to eating there are always seen as like comfort foods or side food. They're like so much better for so mm-hmm. much less. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, why don't you get the love? Yeah, I just want to say that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, that's why I say, like, I go for the taco trucks, taco stands. I, if somebody takes me to a restaurant to go get some tacos, I'm going to be looking at you sideways. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because I always look at you weird until I try those tacos and can make an assessment for myself. But I, I like to go, give me those holes in the walls. There's no signs up. Like, I don't know if this meat is 
gonna taste delicious or kill me like that's where i want to get my tacos from because those are the best tacos like if you yeah. have a sensitive stomach and don't like playing russian roulette with your with your bowel movements then you can't go eat with me because we're gonna try some stuff that might be sketchy well, that's a whole new take on my bowel movement. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I totally agree with that because like, I, I, I vividly remember like one of the, one of my favorite taco places that my wife and I enjoyed was actually over where she used to live. And like, this was a place that we would drive by all the time and just see it like there. And it was a, a family owned place. Cause they owned the market. And then mm-hmm. every Friday they would have like their taco stand right in front of it. And we would go to it's like yeah you know we see a couple people here and there but then like we we would always go back to it and the cool thing was is like you you get to talk to the people they remember you and it's like you start to build this connection with almost like you feel like you're part of the community that you're you're there with them as opposed mm-hmm. to like going to a restaurant paying triple the price and it's just like well you know they're they have of course like you know an establishment that they're trying to upkeep there but it's just like well this, these sort of like you said bougie places that they 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 look out more so for the income rather than sometimes for just the love of the food yeah, yeah bro, it's like, you don't need to do too much with it like lay down in front of you season your meat cook it nice get you some good tortillas you can either make the tortillas yourself or you know go to the place warm them up nicely and then add your toppings i like to so there's this place which one of these days we're all going to have to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out here. It's in South Central. And the best burrito I've ever had in my life. They put your, so they ask what you want or whatever you say. You tell them what you want. They put the, if you want cheese or whatever, they put the cheese down first on the tortilla and then put the rice on top of it. I don't like to get beans on my burritos just because I don't, I'm the same way with my eggs. People like, when I say a little bit, so I just do away with it. Um, but then they put the meat, and then they leave it open, half inside. So if you want any cilantro, you want lime in the burrito, you can. And then they go, and they like every bite is the even ratio to like meat versus condiments versus rice and beans. It's the most greatest experience you guys will ever experience. And I've never taken someone there and they've had a bad experience with this taco truck. So good, okay. I don't even know the name. But okay. One of these days, one of these Tuesdays, we gotta go and 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 try it out. Damn, cool. I mean, I, I love this this you know the the role that we've been going on with like tacos and wings <laughs> and and I mean I'm it's freaking nine thirty p.m. right now. I'm freaking hungry. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I know one of the things you you brought up um before we got we hopped on was you know mm-hmm. talking about like food and and changing eating habits and, and mm-hmm. you know, yourself starting um like sort of a YouTube on that as well. Can you kind of go mm-hmm. into more of that? Obviously, as a trainer, I should be one be um eating healthy and stuff like that. But I will say there's a lot of factors that, that go into that for me. I've always been one who um, kind of, <laughs> I was a kid growing up and people would tell me, I because I'm 6'4", they're like, oh, you're so tall. I'd be like, yes, yeah, because I never ate my vegetables. Like I have never eaten really healthy my whole life. I've always been able to get away with kind of eating whatever I want, but still being able to look good because uh, parents' genetics and then also just working out. And um I'm realizing as I'm getting older, I can't really do that as much anymore. Um, and so as of late, it's just been me trying to um, find out what works best with me as far as like my, my eating habits, but then eating a more clean diet. Um, and I'm finding now, 
um, that's a lot harder said than done for sure. And I didn't realize, at least for me personally, but a lot of people, and especially a lot of black and brown people, the role that food plays in our psyche and like trying to change our eating habits. And then, and not even just black and brown people, usually people in America, for sure, if you're eating out, if you're eating fast food, you may literally quite, quite literally be addicted to the food that you mm-hmm. eat. Um, but it's been a, it's been a interesting journey. Uh, I did last year, early in the year, I, I was vegan for a month. That was fun. Uh, did pescetarian for a little while. Um, <laughs> and I say all that to say anything that you, um, you can find the crappiest ways to eat in any of them, whether that be pescetarian, keto, uh, uh, vegan, vegetarian, whatever it is, you want to find those. Uh, I found that I'm one to find kind of like those junk food, those comfort foods in anything that, any style of eating that you eat. Um, and so I'm learning to kind of um, work my way and having the discipline to not do that much um, as I've done in the past. And again, that's all just to kind of like, I thought, I've always thought it'd be cool to be kind of like the person who chooses salads over, I would never say over a steak, but like with your steak or something like that. And just, um, I will say from the time of me being vegan, even though I didn't do it, what most people would say the right way, uh, my body did react a lot better. It felt a lot better. And so like, I, I, feel the physical and mental changes that I have when I eat better so now it's just been on this journey of like staying consistent with that um which has been really interesting do you find that like with most people the like these diets that you bring up like it's sort of person dependent or you know are some of these diets like just kind of more of a a fad that that people bring up because there's I feel like there's just so many diets out there and it's just like well how many Um, of these are actually legit (laughs) Right, exactly. I would say, um, right, I, I'm to the point now where it's not necessarily about diet. Like those different things, like going to vegan for a month and different stuff like that, those are kind of just challenges that I did for myself to kind of like try to work on some discipline with me. So like mm. just saying like, I'm going to do this for 30 days, so I'm going to do it. Um, but first I will say when it comes to nutrition and whatever diet that people are doing, like any diet that you do, because I typically don't eat off of one, make sure you do your due diligence and your research before you go hopping into something like that because some people do a lot of extreme stuff and me i'm to each his own for sure but a lot of the time the person that's doing that extreme diet is doing it for a reason that benefits them which might be the very thing that could be potentially harmful to you um and so i'm about um kind of experimenting with yourself and finding what works best for you, what eating works best for you. Uh, and I think everybody should, we should be moving towards more of becoming conscious eaters, I would say over, um, I don't even wanna say over healthy, but we should be moving in the direction of being more conscious. So understanding and learning our bodies more, um, being like, so saying like, I may have a tolerance for a certain time, really like a lot of sodium and a lot of sugar, tends to sit in my belly uh, a little bit more than than uh, people around me and everything like that. So being aware of that or the fact that like I typically gravitate to a lot of sugary drinks and stuff like that. So trying to drink water, seeing how that feels, 
which is a lot better. Um, and I encourage other folks to kind of do the same. So it's not about, um, for me uh, per se, taking parts in diets. Uh, I, I have a friend who's a nutritionist and she's really great. I've learned a lot from her so far, but she gets to like the psychology behind why we eat what we eat. And a lot of times it has to do with um, the way certain foods make us feel. But a lot of times those foods aren't the healthiest. And so uh, she does work kind of like shifting our perspectives from, from what the food is that we're eating. So saying like me, if I'm thinking I got to eat healthier, well, now I can't eat this, that, and third. Let's just say, for example, I can't eat steaks or, um, you know, no meat. If you just hop right into that, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure and not sustaining because, you know, you're more, but two, you're also other alternatives. You're also going to be eating less, which is going to put your body in a state to where it's not going to be able to grab as much nutrition from the food as it should. Um, which a lot of us do. A lot of times we say we're going to go hop on this diet and we just hop on it and we go with no. And uh, I said, I say like her approach is more towards uh, what she calls crowding out. So meaning if I can't eat a steak, I'm going to substitute it instead with like some quinoa and some potatoes to get um, my proteins and my um, uh, and or my carbs from whatever it is I'm eating and stuff like that. So instead of thinking like, I can't eat this. It's more of the thought process of what can I eat instead that would better benefit me. Um, and so that's also a lot easier said than done, but kind of shifting my mindset to that as opposed to, um, you know, being more extreme, like I'm going to only be on a keto diet, which to me, when I first heard of the keto diet, do you guys know what that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Us wanting junk food and then I don't, I don't know because it's, it's wild to be able to eat kind of whatever you want mm -hmm. and and it does actually work for some people but i would say probably and this is no scientific guess or anything like that but like 80 percent of people who are on a keto diet don't need to be because you're putting your body in a state to where it's not sustainable to live out that that lifestyle but i i'm uh anyway then i go back to what i was getting at is like everything that i've been with so how can we eat a certain way and, and gravitate to a certain lifestyle for a long time versus quick results and if you want those quick results like that's good you can get them but like how can i maintain this uh this structure in my life uh if that's what your goal is then taking on that different challenge of kind of shifting the way we think about food that we eat and stuff like that um would be the way to go yeah, that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And I, I think just, you know, with reading from our, our book from the book club, I, I think there's, I remember reading something about like having that structure and, you know, people mm. are more inclined to be able to, to, to in a way thrive and, 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 and sort mm. of like, you know, be consistent with something if they have that sort of structure and, and they're, they're sort of sticking by it as opposed to just saying like, oh, hey, like I'm, I'm just going to you know, start doing yoga randomly you know, <laughs> during the week, but I'm like, I'm actually going to, you know, go to the same spot at the same time. And I'm going to do yoga, you know, every day this week. And so it's like having those, those intentional structure points. Yeah. It's like, it's moving with intention uh, for sure. Uh, I forgot Jay Shady. I said something in the book that you brought up. Uh, 
he said something along those lines where if, like if you don't have a routine or structure and you're just all about creativity you're just kind of spinning your wheels building something that's not going in any direction um whereas if you create yourself a structure and a routine uh that you can live by consistently then you allow yourself to be more creative yeah i i love that yeah that exact quote i love that yeah. quote because it, it's so it's a different way of thinking about it because most people think like, oh, shoot, like I I need to be free flowing. I need to be just sort of random in order to be something creative. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, like what, you know, the other way is probably just as true or maybe even more so. Right. And it's about kind of like having that, finding the ground, having that grace within yourself to be structured here in certain things. Because like one of the things that he said that that hit home for me was, I think it was, uh, I forgot what CEO or whatever, who he got the idea from, but it's the idea of like, oh, it was a coach that said that to his athletes. Like you want to be making as minimal amount of choices as you can every day, because that way, when you do have to make bigger choices and stuff like that, it gives you better opportunity to, um, I'm every single day and I'm doing this between these two hours every day, then I have more time to kind of play with my day to see what it is I want to do. Whereas if I'm just getting up whenever or just doing falling in and out of different routines all the time, I can't really get a grasp of what it is that I'm doing and I can't direction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey folks, that's a snippet into our book club. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's kind of, that is the, the club. We just be, We'll be talking about stuff. <laughs> yeah, cool. So I know our final section we want to get to is really sort of your your meaning. What's of meaning to you? And and you know, I know you talked about wanting to bring up you know family, love, and, and practicing faith. And you know, you, you've interweaved that through you know talking about your work and your profession. But I'd love to hear mm-hmm. more of just you know what what are some other key things that that brings those things to be of meaning to you. Um. I'll say first and foremost is, like I said, my faith. I'm, you know, living out what the different things that you believe. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm a Christian. Um, and I'm in a place right now within my faith is, has been kind of like challenging the status quo. Um, and, and the reason why I said love is one of the things that are huge meaning to me, because um, if you, I'm of the belief that, if you're a true follower of Jesus Christ, then that one commandment holds weight above all because he said it itself. And it's just so crazy to me how a lot of the times those of us who call ourselves Christians don't start with that. And it's just wild the different things that we get hung up on because of religion as opposed to practicing uh, the faith. And I, I like to break things down and be as simple as possible. Like the whole reason why Christianity or Christian was people were even called Christians because they were simply followers of Christ. So like it wasn't something that earned myself of that oh I'm I'm a Christian blah 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 like no people saw these people following who Jesus Christ was that because they lead to the life of that exemplifies that. And I say that to say a lot of times when I when when people throw the word of living life like a Christian, we think, we think of perfection when really that's not the case. What we should be thinking about is love. Are you living a life filled with led by love? And if I am doing that, then 
the world and the state that we're in right now uh, as society would look a lot different, uh, especially from, if you're talking about like Western culture, which heavily influenced through Christianity. Um, and it doesn't, and a lot of the problems that we have and a lot of the problems that uh, Christians uh, could say that, that we've faced or like the, a lot of the backlash we get starts from our own uh, uh, wrongdoings and, and mostly the fact that like, we don't, we don't typically tend to, to leave with love. What, what, what does it matter if, you know what I'm saying, you see me and I'm doing all these great things, but it's from a place of, of greed or uh, envy or jealousy. Like it, my belief is, especially with my faith in God is, is that's all that God cares about at the end of the day too, is why it is that you're doing whatever it is that you're doing. It doesn't matter what it is. You, like I can give you a dollar today or I can give you $300,000 tomorrow but why did I give that to you? You know, what was my intent in doing that? Was it, um, was I only doing it because I know that you're somebody who can give that back to me? Or was I doing it because it makes me look good? Or was I doing it because I see you as somebody who needs this more than I do and I'm here to be a blessing and I'm extending some love out to you and give me that. Um, and so that's been very interesting uh, with me with my faith uh, because a lot of times um, in the Christian faith, we lead first with the judgment. Um, and so kind of breaking those barriers and those norms of what your quote traditional Christian would look like uh, has kind of been where I've been at um, in my life so far. And, and like I said, that's, that's just leading with love. Be treating people with dignity and respect, no matter where they come from, who they are, what they believe, because I personally believe that that's what Jesus would do at the end of the day. Like you have a lot of people like, it's like if, if we're that and the third about the very groups that Jesus probably would be interacting with on a daily basis because his whole idea was um, furthering the kingdom and you can't do that from a place of of love. Somebody, uh, a pastor once said it like where there's no choice, there is no love. So a lot of times, especially if you look at a lot of, uh, you know, we see it on the far right, a lot of heavily uh, Christian groups on the far right, a lot more been about religion and controlling people rather than actually practicing the faith. Because if it was about practicing the faith, a lot of the uh, situations that we get into are the contradictions that are so glaring that everybody can see it, except for us most of the time, wouldn't be the case because we wouldn't be um, trying to dictate and enforce other people to do that, to do whatever it is that we want them to do. Um, I've always lived a life of like, like I said, you're not interacting with me truly because of the love of what it is that, um, that, you're, that you're doing or your love for me, then I, I personally don't deal with or entertain it. And I'm, I've always just been one, let people live their life. I'm here for you if you need me and I'm gonna leave you love in all situations. Or at least, and if I'm not doing that, I'm at least striving, striving to, and that's what's on my mind. But yeah, that's been like the biggest thing of meaning for me as of late. Um, and yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think that that standpoint of love makes a lot of sense how you described it, because it's like, I, I think, you know, even coming from where I am in terms of my spiritual background of Buddhism, it's like, 
you know, it, it's, it's that sort of love that you, with, with most people, if they were to lead with that, it, it really sort of changes how people live their life, honestly, because it, mm-hmm. you know, you, you sort of go forward with the intention of love and it, it sort of gives love for yourself, gives love for other people. And it, it carries on to other people that way as well, because I mean, it, it's hard to find a time where like, you know, you show that love to someone else and they're going to treat you like crap or they're going to, you know, like be upset about it. It's like mm-hmm. more often than not, like if you're showing that sort of kind gestures and love towards other people, more often than not, it's going to turn into goodness moving forward in so many other ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, like you said, like we, we wouldn't move the way we do if we move from a place of love a lot of times. And a lot of times, like I, I give people the benefit of the doubt and live certain lifestyles where they don't even have the chance to, um, uh, to be able to take a step back be as introspective as possible with myself a lot of times and, and just realize that, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that we get hung up on or a lot of the way that we treat people um, has nothing to do with them all the time. A lot of the time it's, it's us projecting. Uh, and so just starting there, like starting with love for oneself uh, and then being able to uh, um, give that out to, to those around us. And when you live with love, like you, you live with a lot more grace, you can really meet people where they're at and, and kind of hear their perspective, hear their story, hear their side. And that's always uh, something that I've aimed to do. And I mean, for for that point as well, like, because you, you mentioned like leading with love and, and how does how does sort of family like play into that as well? Is that something that like, I guess, you know, with your family you're, you're practicing more of as well mm-hmm. or um is it more so just sort of a, a individual journey and realization that you're going through um i would say with my family um that they're kind of the ones who instilled that uh to me um are within me for sure is well, like we come from a very very loving home like i couldn't be blessed more with uh, my mom dad and all my brother things like and it's always typically nine times out of ten it's always a great time we're around and like our parents instilled in us early that like family comes first over everything under god only um and you know we've always been able to when i when i talk about like moving and leading with love like and uh i say i get that from my family because no matter what situation that we've been in up to date no matter you know, where we may uh, have our disagreements or anything like that, like above all else, we understand that we're family first. So if we're in situations like, if we're coming to a family situation or a family function, that's out the window. We can deal with that. So one, first of all, we're always direct with each other. We don't beat around the bush with a lot of stuff. We're very uh, upfront and uh, for our family. But then two, it's like, we understand the importance and the uh, value of each other. So when we have opportunities to interact with each other as a group, because mind you, like I said, we're a big group, so we're not together all the time. Any beefs or anything like that that are going on, those are out the window. Then also too, um, <laughs> say me and my brother are on good terms. Somebody outside the family, I'm never going to let them disrespect my brother. And learning that and 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 
learning to stand up for each other and, and our love for each other above anything else has has allowed me to kind of live through that live that out through uh the rest of my life too like day like if i mess with you like we're we're good like <clears throat> you might do me wrong or something like that and i may and i may now know that i can't interact with you a certain way that i probably once was but the door is always open should you actually genuinely need some help like i i genuinely I can't even think of anybody, honestly, that I have ill will towards. And like I said, largely that largely that is due to me being blessed to not have to have been in any really traumatic situations. But then also it's too, it's just the fact that like it's it's been instilled with me to 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 treat people with love and, and to never let your problems be bigger than the going on. But you actually genuinely need something from me, then I'm going to be there to help you because at the end of the day, you're a human being and whatever our situation is, is more than likely not more important than you being a human being. Facts. And yeah. like, just listening to everything you've said, the points by Charlie, like this is so like inspirational and uplifting. Like it's such great things to take away from, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So Houston, thank you for giving us this honor to have spoken to you today. And I'm really happy to have met you. And trust me, man, I'm super looking forward to like going and try those taco places with you. Oh, absolutely. We for sure got to do that. We yeah. For sure. And I appreciate y'all for having me on here, man. Like I said, um, anytime you want to talk about tacos and wings, <laughs> uh, as you saw, I get a little bit fired up about that because I love them. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I enjoyed talking with you. Martin, if you want to sit in on a book club meeting, definitely welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. You can come through, and I can't wait to try that food with you as well. Hell yeah. And Heck Charlie, yeah. you have you want to do the final words? Sure, sure. Uh, before I do that, um, you know, Houston, do, do you have any, like, shout-outs or anything you want to um, plug before we wrap up? Um, this is my family. Hey, mom, dad, brothers, sisters, how y'all living? Uh, and, and the fam. Uh, we're actually about to drop some new merch uh, coming soon. Um, so, yeah, if you're ever interested in what I have going on, uh, excuse me, my social medias are at Hugh Haynes. That page is the fam one, uh, T-H-A-F-A-M one. Uh, we're dropping our new summer line uh, coming out on the 15th of this month of August. So be on the guy for that. And we're also partnering with this company called The Cause International. Um, they're working on uh, building filtration systems. And I, I want to say their goal is to do that in 50 to 100 different uh, countries, water filtration systems in, in, in places that don't have access to clean water. Um, and so we're partnering with them. So part of the merch that we're about to release, we're going to do an early launch and people will be able to pay uh for a little bit extra our our clothes and then that extra money is donated to their cause and with that the person who buys the clothes also gets invited to a special private event full of uh good drinks food and great people so uh i'm excited for that nice also, that's dope man that's dope yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely be able to put any um any links you want to share uh we could put it into the uh pod description as well for this episode Sweet. So yeah, don't no, thank you so much again for, for being with us today. Thank you so much for, for hopping on and for sure y'all, you know, we are a taste of meaning. We'll definitely be able to catch y'all next time.
continue, take care of yourselves, take care of others. And I'm sure as, as you soon would say, lead with love, take care and see y'all soon.